0: Episode 7. Get Episode After It. Episode
1: 7. If this is your first time listening, thanks for joining us. You're getting, you're listening and tuning in to the Get After It podcast. My name is Brian. I'm Joe. Thanks, new listener. Thank Welcome. you, new listener. Thank you, uh, old listener. And we're not making a comment towards your age, but just the amount of time uh, the OGs have been with us. We appreciate
0: you. Yeah. The original gangsters. The original get after it. guys and girls. Ugh. Yeah.
1: What, what announcements do we have, Joe, before we get started and introduce our guest here?
0: Okay. Announcements. Uh, if you're listening to this, the day that it comes out on Tuesday, the date in question. 20th. 20th. Okay.
1: That's that's a guess.
0: Okay. Um, then you're going to want to know, shoot, I don't know. Um, hopefully we'll we'll all have already talked about the coffee on, last, on one of these. No, I don't know. Coffee's yeah, coming we, soon. Coffee's coming soon. Just we'll, get know, it, we'll get it coming soon. Just know that we're going to have a moist cupping of the... the You've cu- made it worse. You've made it worse now. It's, a, just, tasting. I, I it's a tasting. I hate those. It's a tasting. It's not my fault that they chose a weird word. Right, yes.
1: <laughs> and a, And a cupping is something I don't want right it's just i just know i don't want it well. but we're gonna have a tasting and that is something i do want we'll, we'll pick that flavor out and then you'll be able to we, we don't know what the cost is going to be but if you want to support the show that's going to be one of the best ways to do it because we don't have what are the the, the other ways to support uh, the, you know the little um, website you can go to yeah. patreon we don't have a patreon we yet. don't yeah we don't have one of those or anything so soon. it'll be it'll be coffee and then also leaving reviews on Apple iTunes. That's gonna be a great way to support us. Yeah. It doesn't give us any money. Not, so not yet. when you leave a review, just send us money. Send us some money. Yep. That we'll spend. Yep. And then we'll spend it mm. on um, meat. <laughs> or something cool. Yeah.
0: We'll buy barbecue. <laughs> Ooh, some Korean ribs. <laughs> yeah. Oh I'll, Korean ribs. If you send me some money, I will spend hundred percent of it on Korean ribs. Guaranteed. 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 And
1: that's you heard about that in the last episode. In episode six, we talked about Missouri River Diner and their amazing Korean
0: ribs. We got for free. I'm going to get kimchi right after this. Like right from where we're sitting, I'm going there to get two jars of kimchi.
1: And we are. We're back in Solid Rock Bible Church. We're up in this uh, office area that they're letting us use for free. So shout out, Solid Rock. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Solid Rock. This is very, it makes us feel kind of professional, right? Check us out. I mean... We're not in your garage. Which we've done.
1: We've done one in the garage. We've done one in my garage, your garage. It's fine to be in the garage. Don't worry. We were in
0: Greg's garage. Yeah. He had a great shed, though. That was like a man mansion. Like a man shed. Yeah, you can't even call it a
1: cave. Not even
0: a man cave. That's weird. That mansion. I don't know. That's stupid. I'm trying to make up a word that already exists. <laughs> mansion. It's dumb. Okay. I um, think
1: that's. I think that's about it for announcements. Find us on Instagram. Yep. You know what to do. Uh, all the same things. But yeah, let's let's get
0: after it for this this podcast. Who do we have here, Joe? We'd like to formally welcome our fabulous, um, outstanding, just kind of um, world-renowned person. His name is Preston Bloodworth, and um, he's multi-talented. So we're going to leave it open to you because, I mean, you do things like owner-operator of Great Falls Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or just Jiu-Jitsu? Yep, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yep, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Also lead singer of Haywire and maybe singer for hire. Who knows? You know, someone that can just rock rock the house. Um, Oh, am I forgetting one? So you uh, also know how to ride a motorcycle.
2: Do a little, do a little riding, <laughs> and uh, ever since COVID, I've been just about neck deep into building my own lightsabers and uh, selling those as
0: well. The Star Wars and the lightsaber, which will bring us to uh, maybe we can touch on your podcast, your local podcast that so we're getting. I listened to a few episodes. Very cool, and it touches well, on uh, jujitsu and your love of um jedis and also oh i love the the cobra kai stuff i mean that made so much sense to talk about cobra kai in a jujitsu kind of a podcast i was like of course oh yeah i like talking about that show too I, mean, <laughs> I was so happy,
2: like, you know, kid of the 80s and, you know, growing up with the ninjas and Ninja Turtles and, you know, Chuck Norris and Karate yeah. Kid and just kind of seeing that come back around a little bit and, right, you know, just thick nostalgia in that show. Yeah. It's been it's been awesome. But
0: Remember when fighting made sense? Like, nowadays, like, I don't mean to, and you can correct me um, with your knowledge of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but remember when fighting in the movies made sense? Like, okay, none of this, I'm going to fall on my back and somehow I'll also then be breaking your arm, right, in Jiu-Jitsu, right? Sure. you would just be Jean-Claude Van Damme and just do a flying splits in the air kick and then just like slow motion just get the right on the chin there and fights over you know oh, what yeah. I mean you request a towel yeah you know. and you like and you flex your legs at him like he would do in the movie like did you not see how f- I look like I'm uh, in the Tour de France here and I can do the splits did you yeah. really want to mess with me and the rest of the guys are like let's get out of here yeah. listen listen
1: <laughs> Bloodsport. sport you're bringing up Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah man yeah so I had this buddy that lived like like twenty houses down. That sounds like a long way, but it wasn't that far. I lived down in Aiken, South Carolina at the time okay. in middle school. And his name was Mike Myers. Okay. Same as awesome. like Austin Powers, right? But okay. it wasn't Austin Powers, but his name was Mike Myers and we played soccer together. Okay. We played soccer together. And he loved Jean-Claude Van Damme and oh, I'd yeah. never heard of him before meeting Mike Myers. Yeah, And then we'd go to his house and we'd watch Bloodsport. And I'm telling you that I wanted to be him. Yeah. When I
0: grew up, I'm like, I've, if you can't do the splits, are you even a man? I don't yeah. even know how to do martial arts unless you're doing the full splits, like d- between two chairs, right? right. While you're yeah. like meditating, like it's not even bothering
1: you. Have you seen his <laughs> commercial that came out a couple years ago, the, the split between the semis?
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. You, like, semis Chuck are driving. North standing on his shoulders? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I think someone photoshopped that. Yeah, somebody oh, yeah. photoshopped
1: that. But, yeah. yeah. What, what were those? Were those uh, Volvo? Oh, I can't remember what, what semis they were. Because we, you know, a couple episodes ago, uh, and, and for us here in this room, it was just moments ago, oh. we talked with Dave with the semis. We should have brought up Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van, Damme Van Damme and doing splits between semis. We I wanted to, it
0: but it was such a, I mean, such a touching, serious episode that I was like, maybe it's not the time. You know, you don't always yeah. need the comedy relief. You don't have to. But, but I do want to bring up Jean-Claude Van Damme most of the time.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah as do I. <laughs> so, as so, do so I. you
2: know the story, the backstory of Bloodsport?
0: Uh-uh. So, very Let's interesting. Okay, so yeah, here we this, go. This is, these, are, these are my
2: fields, you know. <laughs> so, um, interesting enough, it came from a story uh, from a guy named Frank Dukes, who was the name of the guy in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And you, if you remember, at the very end of the movie, mm-hmm. they have this little quick clip where it's yeah. like, Frank Duke still holds the record for fastest knockout in the Kuntas. Okay. So, you know, as a 10-year-old, you're just like,
0: wow. This Frank Duke
2: must be a Jedi. This guy's legit, right? Yeah. And uh, it's like based on a true story. Okay. So you find out later as you you grow up and get deeper in the martial art world that this guy is just, none of his story can be verified, right? So he told Uh the story. Uh Uh-huh. To some producer, or whatever, and someone "Wow, this is okay. you're you're an international secret agent who does bare knuckle fighting in underground kumite tournaments in Japan that no one's ever heard of ever, and no no one can verify ever." Okay. right, right, cool. Okay, <laughs> so Check. it gets yeah, so it gets better. Okay. So they, they do this whole story. Obviously, it was an awesome movie, right? Like, one of the best martial art movies of all time, for sure. And right, right. spawned so many movies. Some would argue even spawned, like, modern MMA. Mm-hmm. But oh, okay. one thing it spawned that was very near to my heart, and a lot of people don't know this, was Mortal Kombat. It was actually supposed to be Bloodsport. Uh, okay? Of course uh, it was. Of course, course it was. And it
1: is, is the reason that I must love Mortal
2: Kombat, is because Great of it. Game. So Johnny Cage, John Claude... Okay. So what happened is at the time they, you know, they were all signed up to do the blood video game with midway. And the problem was at the time it wasn't video games were still kind of on the, you know, they were kind of the outlier of the entertainment business. Not like now where it's, you know, very mainstream. It is the entertainment business. It is the right? entertainment yeah. business. Yeah. And, and so Jean-Claude essentially, uh, Nixed the project to do could, to to go do something a little more you know high priority, <laughs> and so they already had the whole thing developed and they're like okay well we have this cool game but we have to remove the bloodsport name we have to remove Jean Claude Van Damme, so they changed the name they changed Johnny Cage or, or Jean Claude into Johnny Cage which if you notice still does the splits autograph right yeah. like it's very it's very the obvious sunglasses very obvious right. <laughs>
0: homage
2: which which another side note is uh that guy and as well as Sub Zero Scorpion. Um, and some other guys is all played by a guy named uh, Master Daniel Pacina who's a very, very good martial artist. He's probably in his 60s now. Uh, but at the time, he did probably 75% of all the motion capture for Mortal Kombat. And he still does tours. And, you know, I'm Johnny Cage, you know. And right. It's, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, so one of the greatest martial art movies of all time spawned one of the greatest fighting games of all time. And it's all based off a bunch of BS. Yeah, bunch a BS like, story by Frank Dukes. 100%. Yeah, I have a movie in the
1: works about my past where yeah. I <laughs> rode a unicorn around
0: on a secret planet no one knows about. Yeah, so. I'll, but I, it's true. I'll go watch
2: it. <laughs> Maybe it'll awesome. make a cool video game. You know? Right, right.
0: <laughs> it might spawn other video g- and its own martial arts. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's what do you and, do? We, and
1: we're poking fun now, but even though like it just hasn't been proven. That's all. That's right? true. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's not the
2: same as not being like we can get. In, I bet we could talk about what truth is for about four hours. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, because it hasn't been disproven. Right. <laughs> right, it hasn't been disproven. Nobody's <laughs> Frank
1: Dukes. Maybe he's because it's underground. If it's underground, why would we have a bunch of information about it? We'd have
2: no information. I, I couldn't imagine anyone ever leaking anything or or snapping a photo or, or you know people are really good at keeping secrets for sure. Right, right. Know, right, especially so in large so groups. Large groups. Yep. So who's
1: <laughs> the, who's to say this didn't actually happen? I'm I mean, and I'm no. not poking fun at the. Guy that you know, I'm not going to go up to that guy. He can yeah. probably kick you from
2: here. I don't from here. <laughs> he can hear you. Like, wait a minute, someone's questioning me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he <you> can probably <laughs> hear us. Where'd that come from? <laughs> He's going to awaken from some deep meditation. <laughs> <laughs> I heard
1: my name, and so I, I questioned me. I, I said in the last episode that I was going to bring this up on this episode. You're unaware of this, but Joe. He's he's gonna be oh, yeah. he's gonna be surprised. <laughs> yeah. and now he knows. Now I he knows. Remember. He mentioned as we were we were kind of prepping for this, you know. So in episode six, it was yep. just Joe and I. We were talking about um, the previous episode, the next episode. And mm-hmm. We were talking about you, <laughs> and Joe kind of offhanded said that he could take you. Yeah, sure. I was like I definitely. Yeah, you think like five on
2: black? Or are we going to <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings? Where are we going? No, 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 no. He meant in a
0: fight? Oh, like yeah, like yeah, like smoke, like, like take me out. Yeah, like, yeah. He could ju- take you. Street, street fight or jujitsu. Either way is and, what I was saying. And he would alluded
1: time. Time. to is more than likely what's going to happen is Irish luck that you will <laughs> have him like really close to just like done. The fight will almost be over. Right. You'll slip you'll be on a ban- banana peel. Me. But
0: I will have been I will have been strategically putting banana peels all over the all over the um, stage or wherever we would fight. <laughs> the combat octagon. It would be the stage for sure. Yeah, it yeah, would That be the stage. makes sense. Um, I would be... Maybe underground in Banana Japan. peels. <laughs> and you'd be like, you know, you're holding me down with the one finger move. And I'd be like, uh-oh, he's almost got me. And then he'd be like waving to the crowd and then slip. I just feel like... You guys don't see that? I, it's, <laughs> it's probable. <laughs> you know, I
2: more likely you'd serenade me with that beautiful voice and yeah i have be in a daze and then you'd just slap me a couple of times and I'd be like okay it's I'm great, great that you bring up his voice because we went into some of God,
1: the voice and what silky in me. he oh, it's it annoying the the raspiness <laughs> the just raspiness perfect. that comes through I'm just oh, like man. ah Man, why can't I have that rasp
2: I don't can I don't and hear. It. the smoothness, right? It's like it's like two and one. It's like multi, It's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
1: Mmm. <laughs> we're keeping that. We're keeping that. That's now trademarked. All of you listening, mm-hmm. Joe's voice is like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
0: It's the yeah. next best thing after sliced bread. It's the next best mm-hmm. thing after. <laughs> it's not what you wanted to have. It's what she means. What if, your mom packed you. But it's what it's, you got. Yeah, it's
1: what you got. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it is way easier than making ramen or macaroni and cheese or it's something.
0: Ex- Just throw that PB and J together. It's like exactly how I sell my act to people. I'm like, I'm not the guy you wanted, but I'm like peanut butter and jelly. It's good. It's gonna satisfy. It's good. It, it'll satisfy. Just wash it down and yeah. move on. <laughs> Serve me with a glass of milk. I'm.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. I think I think to get the ball rolling here, we should do we should do our speed round. Yeah, first round right. speed round. Yeah, speed. So we've got we've got made-up kind of intro music that the volume's got to go up. We're going to start that speed round. Speed round coming at you. Ten questions
0: for... Rested. We're gonna look deep within your soul and ask you to just like answer randomly these questions. <laughs> there's whenever. no,
2: there's no pressure though. No pressure. No pressure. pressure. No, I'm the Frank Dukes of speedruns. runs. So you know, <laughs> we and can't, we can't verify that though. <laughs> no, <it's> a- <laughs>
1: you can't disprove it. That's true. oh You got to turn off the other one. Oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, Boop. There we go. This is just the background music while we ask the questions. All right. So question one. You're, you're inside, but realize you have to go out to check the mail, bring in the garbage, something like that. Uh, barefoot, flip-flops, or do you squish down the, the heel
2: of your shoe? Flip-flops all day. My, my feet are in terrible shape because I never wear shoes, basically, because I'm always on the mats. So right. it's actually kind of an issue, but I'll throw on the flip-flops and hurt cracked toes and all. I'll make my way to the mailbox and get back in.
1: And are they are they the the... Oh, what are they called? The thongs, or the flip flops, or the
2: you know, flip flops. So I got, I have a pair of thongs that I wear normally, but I have a pair of baby blue Croc sandals, hey, and they're man. hideous. But I've had them since high school, so I just don't want to get rid of them. Man, so all right,
1: baby blue Croc sandals, sandals. That's a good answer. If you want to like
2: protect your abstinence well, yeah. <laughs> you wear those. <laughs> All right. That'll keep a good wide circle around you.
0: I like that. Yeah. All right, question two, Joe. Okay. Mashed potatoes, fries, or tots, sir. These are cutting-edge questions. Choose, kind of choose wisely because we're going to know everything about your innermost secrets when you answer this. And this
1: is a deeper question that it leads on.
0: Yeah, I, I kind there's of been
1: picking up and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's why I paused. Yeah, I'm there's like, oof. undertones. Ooh. Yeah, you have
2: to You know, I would say French fries because my girlfriend eats them all. And Mm -hmm. uh, so So it's smart of me to get some for me. To keep her
1: happy.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't eat them. That's great, actually. And where
1: are you getting those French fries from? Selfless. Ooh, You have have a a choice to get French fries from, you know, somewhere. Where are you getting them?
2: Mm. I personally like beer battered fries. I think she's a Wendy's fry lover, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, two Wendy's. That's two Wendy's. So, oh. Dipping
1: in the Frosty. Oh,
2: that's. is, is there another way? Am I See, the only one that never does yeah, this? Yeah, no. he never He never knew about it. I've eaten salty. You right. know? It's like a peanut butter and jelly. Jo- <laughs> is it like peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> you should know. This
1: is going to yeah, be I've voice done.
0: care for you. Because I feel like <laughs> I have to try it now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's somewhere in there. I might go from here to get kimchi and some fries and a Frosty. <sighs>
1: Wendy's is always busy in Great Falls, though. It it's is always everywhere. busy. Yeah, yeah,
0: Idaho Falls is the same way where
2: I used to live. It was, like, number one. Like, you can't go there and there's not a line. It's just it doesn't make any sense to me. I never go to
1: Wendy's because of that
2: fact. I'm like, I'd Mm. rather somewhere faster. But Wendy's is good. I I should go to Wendy's. The
1: spicy chicken all day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, next question. Um, I don't know when this scenario would come up, but it's an imaginary one. You have to watch an animated, like, TV show movie. And are you going with uh, Disney-esque, right? You're going with, like, a family-friendly Humorous, you know, kind of kind of thing. Are you going uh, adult swim, you know, adult cartoon, or are you going anime?
2: Yeah. I would probably go Disney. Um, I'm just a giant Star Wars fan, and ever since oh. they picked that up, it's like, That's you right. know, they got Bad Batch, Clone Wars, Rebels. Yeah, would, I'd probably anime. watch some, some Disney animated Star Wars stuff. There's so much I have to catch up on. It's unreal. Fair enough, just
0: like the last one. Yep, just oh, like, no way. Way. Just like the last one. They're putting quality stuff these days. So they They're yeah. like killing really it. it. Yeah, they just do. Like doing it. Okay. Um, ah, this is always interesting. I mean, the second person we've asked, but I'll say it's always interesting. Yeah. What, uh, what click were you in in high school? What was your thing if you had one? Um, and it can be anything. Uh, you
2: but. know, as, as you guys probably remember, every year of high school was kind of like a season, and every mm-hmm. season's a little slightly different. Mm-hmm. I'd say my, my first seasons uh, of high school, you know, freshman, sophomore, were like trying to fit in. So I was a little more of a bad kid with mm-hmm. kind of the, kind of the, the bad
0: kids right and then smoke it in the boys room yeah or something.
2: like it's way cooler to you know skip school and you know yes yeah, throw the spitballs and stuff you know, okay. sleep you know okay um but later i kind of became the kind of eclectic you know i was friends with everybody uh-huh. you know um shameless plug to myself i got voted best personality in my yearbook and, mm. fr- and friendliest so it was like I was kind of that guy, like, oh, I like, see. oh, you're the kind of loner, strange guy that everybody's kind of like weirded out by. No, come on, let's go to lunch, like, you know, because like it's, you know, it, it costs nothing to be nice, and once I figured that out, my life got a lot easier. Honestly. Hey,
1: we so. get quality people on this podcast. Yeah. I have to say, like, right. like we get some good people. I like this. They're all getting after yeah, right. you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I, I'll throw one right back at you. Though your vibe attracts your tribe, so you know if we're in COVID, that says something about you too. So you know.
1: All right. Okay, next question. Question five. Like oh, we need the I'll music. Try. We need the music, Joe. What are well, you sorry. doing, man? It just to went music. to the background, and I it's was like,
2: gone. All right, what um, bag, what phobias do you have? Mm. Uh, pretty normal ones, I guess. Uh, I always think there's like a great white shark in the deep end of the pool. Yeah, <laughs> that's normal. <laughs> like just, it just weirds me out. Um, I actually don't like using utensils at restaurants. I try to always order finger food because mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed because I'll bring like my own plastic stuff sometimes if I remember but I try to order finger food so I avoid silverware because it kind of weirds me out like I think of the most like smoky meth missing teeth mouth possible like just like gumming on the spoon i'm eating and i just it kind of ruins my meal i from it's the kind last of
0: weird even though it's been washed you could just, you just imagine oh that i
2: assume it's been washed yeah, right yeah. i mean they don't what are they hiring like the most highest quality dishwasher people in the world or like yeah, i just have to assume that it all went well and right, I just, right. have you ever been to the restaurant and gotten a dirty fork or spoon oh yeah of course that will have that happen i thought they went through the sanitizer right like <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I'm messing with you. Now you're yeah. thinking about it, huh? You're like, should I border finger foods? I'm, I'm never like, nice re- eating at a restaurant You see again. what I'm saying? The
0: the, the metal silverware weirds me out big time. Well, I wouldn't feel bad about um, wanting your own silverware. I want my own spoon just to, just to stir coffee, just to stir that one style of coffee that I like, and I need a long spoon. And I'm like, mm. why don't I just
2: have my own spoon? Like I want with a little twisty handle.
0: Yeah. And I don't like their, I don't like using, because I have to use two of their strips. Stru- two of the stirrers or three of them and then I'm just throwing that away every time I get a cup of coffee and I'm like dang it I'm like throwing away so much just to stir my coffee yeah. I could have my own utensils so I'm thinking maybe we all just buy our own utensils and wear them like a on a holster Well, just we make, it, we had, make it cool don't, don't make about it a this. shame
1: thing. we talked about this in episode one right? and our listeners are supposed to be getting you a, a gangster necklace with I a wear re- retractable a spoon. spoon on it. I would wear it. sterling silver.
2: You should get it like stiletto style where it's like, chink. Yeah. You know, you can...
0: But you need a spoon? Chink.
2: I got one right here. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. that would be great. Make <laughs> everybody nervous and you just stir your coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like John Travolta in Greece or something, have like the swirl and the other jacket and like, chink. Yep.
0: <laughs> Just to stir my coffee, stir the the honey that gets stuck at the bottom of your coffee. It's the honey oh, thing. That's I the like best, I though. like honeys, Honey and cream. I mean, why doesn't everyone put that in their coffee? By say the honey way,
2: honey and coffee. I don't know why. that's feel like next level, Joe.
0: We're just gonna get back to the questions before I go on down that 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 really important subject of coffee and honey. But I mean, we should talk about it. Um, <laughs> okay, um, question six. I think your house is on fire. Whoa! You got out the living things. All the pets, all the people. What are the three things you run back in there to save? Ooh, it's a tough one. Wow, well, I know that really is. I mean, and if it's pictures, you could—I'll just—I'll give you—you could—you could bring a box of pictures. You don't have to go in there and put three pictures three. like Nana <laughs> <My mom."> and <laughs> cr- 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 pap, pap, Pat, and yeah. <laughs> picture a um, <my> dog.
2: <laughs> shoot, wow, that's actually tougher than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm.
0: What is it in your life that you just oh. like? It's burning up.
2: I'm just—I'm not someone that's like. I don't have a lot of things and I'm not about that. So I'm just like, I'm in a hard time. Like you think I'd be like, Oh
0: yeah, that item. Like, mm, I don't really
2: care. I don't, I don't let it burn.
0: You could replace <laughs> it. <laughs> like,
2: let it burn. I don't know. Yeah, That's my, I think that's my answer. Let it burn. I don't know if I, my life's worth running back in for anything. F- family that and pets are out of there. Let you it know, burn. I got, I got a couple guitars uh, that I wouldn't want to burn. Um, yeah. I, you know,
0: wish those didn't go up but you I could just, replace them. I don't have anything.
2: I, I like it that way you know it's one of my, my one of my uh, martial art philosophies is travel light right and mm. both literally and, and mentally you know everything right. It's like don't carry around your troubles either right but don't you know it's good not to have a bunch of stuff either like in just the absolute literal way too.
0: Mm-hmm. So I tried
2: to, you know, I had to move recently oh. and all I needed was one trip in the back of a six and a half foot pickup bed, right? So it's like, uh,
0: how good did that feel? It was beautiful. Oh, worth you it. Know. Yeah. It so it's like it. in those
2: okay. moments, I'm glad I don't have anything. You you know. Take a lesson over here. Brian. Yeah, I know. I just moved. And all, I, my, all my swords are in my school. Otherwise I'd have said I'd have grabbed my lightsabers for sure. But there, it, was, it was a trick question. And yeah.
1: They are already at the school. So no worries. Yeah. yeah exactly. If the fire is not there. Uh, oh, dang it. I'm not a materialistic person either. I just have a bunch of stuff because there's six of us that live in the house. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it takes a lot to clothe and bed. And entertain them. Yeah, all all of that. But uh, Okay, all right. So we're on question seven. Mm -hmm. All right, when you were driving around as a kid, you were with your parents or your grandparents. And I remember this, uh, you know, with my mom, it was country. With uh, my grandpa, it was 50s, 60s, oldies music. What kind of music were you listening to driving around in a car as a kid?
2: So if I was with my dad, it would definitely be like Beatles, Doors, Elvis, that sort of thing. Right. But if I was with my mom, it was like, uh, like all like the divas, you know, Tony Braxton, Whitney Houston, salt and Pepper, you know, Shania Twain, like just the powerhouse women all day long. And, Mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, my mom and my sister and, you know, my parents were divorced. So it was a lot of times it was the two girls and me. Right. So like, I have very fond memories being in like a, uh, I think it was a 66 Dodge Dart. You know, this thing was made of metal. Like, if you hit us, you die, you know, no matter right. what you're in. And, uh, you know, cranking the radio, you know, Shania Twain and Whitney and Tony Brack. I remember being probably 10 and just like playing Legos in the backseat and just screaming my lungs out to some Tony Brack. And, you know, killer, killer times.
1: Any man of mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah. I feel uh, like
2: uh, the the,
1: the follow up question was, was um, how did that influence your music choices now? Oh.
2: Yeah. You know. I'd say just in general, my family was super musical, so like it just, I just always felt like, you know, music was just part of life. And like, looking at it just from like a, um, just kind of an objective, like if I was dropped from space as an alien, it's like in some ways to me, music defines life because life is vibration, life is rhythm, and it's like you can't imagine life without music. No, I don't think you can. Or or even just a rhythm, I think it's probably one of the first things people figured out was even just their breath is a rhythm, and a beat you have this all inside you just naturally. So I think probably from a pretty early time, we realized we are whatever we decided music is the word, but we understood we were vibration and rhythm and we just kind of uh, found more ways to um, convey that message and be, you know, the skilled presenter, if you will, of, of that, you know, thing. So
1: that really ties in with your philosophy as well on, on how to, you know, build a melody and all of that. So if you're Mm -hmm. curious about Joe's philosophy, listen back on episode, episode one, is it in, in in one episode? I think it's one. Yeah. It's twice now that Preston has alluded and unknowingly alluded back to stuff we've already talked about. So that's, that's oh, beautiful. I, I, I agree and and like it. Question eight, we have to remove at some point. It's a dumb <laughs> It is. It is. It's all in the delivery.
0: It's all in the delivery, Joe. Do you have any allergies? <laughs> <laughs> I, just can't do it. I can't do it normal. <laughs> that's great.
2: Oh gosh. I, I'm I have a fair sensitivity to Montefalo. I try to keep them about ten feet away from me at least. I'm mm. trying to stir them in the eye too long, or else they they get uh, creative ideas in their head and think things that aren't there. Montefalo, I, yeah, Montefalo. No, what's that? <laughs> we have we have
1: to have a, a definition here.
2: So, um, let, there's these creatures that roam the lands of Montana called Montefalo, and they're they're about twice as big as normal people, and um. Quite aggressive and uh, generally try to approach you when you're at the bar, and ah. you, uh, I, ch- I'm, I get a little bit uh, nasally when they're around. I don't have any allergies. Do, you, do, you, do, your, eyes, do your eyes get itchy? Your eyes get yeah, itchy. I get my eyes a little itchy. I get a little irritated. Yeah. Grrr. All
0: right. <coughs> Sorry. I like it. I like it.
2: <laughs> I tried to make a boring question. No, no allergies. Next question. <laughs> my
0: answer to your question is no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Next question. Well, it's the speed, it's the speed round. So all right. Question, all right. Question nine. Question nine. We only have two more to go. Uh, yep. What did you want to be when you grew up?
2: Um, I think like every kid, I you know had the policeman, fireman, you know thing when I was pretty young, and then from probably ten to eighteen, I really wanted to play professional basketball, but you know so did everybody else, so it was yeah. quite a difficult road, and uh, you know that was probably one of the hardest points of my life is realizing that that wasn't going to happen, you right. know, and right. uh, kind of a big shift for me, but yeah, ended up playing a little bit of uh, uh, quasi pro basketball on a thing called Above the Rim Street Productions, so I made it come true for like. A night or two, and uh, that was cool. But uh, yeah, I uh, definitely didn't know I was going to end up doing what I did. So,
1: and and uh, on those notes, I I too I was not good at basketball, but still, like, you know, I want to be a pro when I grow up. And the, yeah. the closest I ever came was not what you're talking about, but there was a three on three tournament that would come around Montana. Oh yeah, and I can't remember what it was called now but we did this three on three tournament and i really felt like i was in white men can't jump right because (laughs) that was based on like a a three-man tournament and i love that movie movie. and and so like that was the closest i ever came was
0: kind of feeling that but
2: that's awesome
0: i freaking love that movie (laughs) oh yeah magic Yep, magic movie i mean i've not yet given up my dream of being a professional basketball player but you shouldn't. I'm, I'm playing the long game, you know.
2: You, you know, <laughs> <laughs> don't give up. Don't give up. I actually had this weird realization a few years ago, where it's like there really isn't some like it's not impossible for you to be in the NBA, right? right. It's just the what what the odds are going to be different for every person, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be extremely low for us, but it doesn't mean it's impossible, right? That's so not impossible. It's no. like oh, you know, uh, it's like I'm going to climb Mount Everest. It's like well, if you have no arms and legs, is it impossible? Well, no, someone's done. His name's Kyle Maynard. Yeah, it's possible. just a lot more difficult it's like if you're um maybe i'll leave that one Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i'm trying to think of an example that's not offensive (laughs) but basically you know no matter how far off you are from something you want to be doesn't mean it's impossible it's just it depends on how much work you're willing to put in yeah you can climb Everest without legs and arms it's going to be a little different journey for you than let's say if you know you're wim hof you know and you know you've, you've been, you know, you've done it 30 times, you know, some Jeez. I can't,
1: All right. can't All right. imagine that. Final question. Final question. Final question, Joe. That's me. That is you. Yeah.
0: You've earned something. You've gotten your butt kicked at work, or you've accomplished something, and you are just spent. And you say this phrase. You know what? I earned this. What is that thing that you've earned? What is it that you do to uh, have a, that guilty pleasure? Um,
2: Beer. Mm-hmm. You're like, I earned this beer. Uh, I like IPA, so I, mm-hmm. I feel much better about it if I like worked really hard all day. Yeah. And like, I'm <laughs> kind of sweating, Like probably need to shower. It's like, uh, okay, I'll, I'll hop in the shower, grab the old shower beer.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh.
2: Yep. And it's like, I don't feel bad about it. Why would I feel bad about this?
0: Yeah, but... That is the answer to the guilty pleasure question. You know what? Yeah. Shower I beer. Heard, uh, shower <laughs> yeah. beer. Shower beer. I'm, I'm going to try a shower beer. Yeah. I hear about them all the time, but, you know, I, I drink enough beer, so it's not like I need another one. You know? Well,
2: you know, if you're already drinking, you might as well, I you guess know,
0: save it for the shower. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. <laughs> there's something about the hot water and then the
2: cold beer combo. I don't know. It's, and I'm
1: pretty sure there's a whole Instagram page dedicated to shower beer. Like no it's way. a hashtag. And I bet you. So, so I, I have a. Right.
2: Like a suction cup bottle holder with a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> in <my shower>. So, <laughs> you a, take the shower beer seriously? I'm not messing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not messing. This
1: so, IPAs to me, I'm going to sound bad here, but IPAs to me taste very similar to earwax.
2: Yeah. And I've, I've never eaten earwax. Um, but I. I maybe you've like,
1: never like accidentally like itched your ear and then later <sighs> you're like, eh. Mr. Perfect. Yeah, oh, Mr. No, Mr. It's, Perf- oh, it's gross. I, here's
2: what I would say it's, <laughs> I don't, if I want to drink something for the taste, I drink chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. You know, I like chocolate milk. I can slam it, right? It's like, I like IPAs because you drink two and it's truth serum. You drink three and you're back to lying. Mm. You know, so it's, uh, I, and I actually believe in four stages of beer drinking. There's economy, right? There's craft. There's IPA, and, and this is in no particular order, and there's red beer, yeah, uh-huh. that's pretty much it's like which one? one oh you drink beer oh which one are you are you in, uh, do you like the cheap beer do you like the craft beer do you like the ipas or do you like red beer it's like you're probably gonna fit in there somewhere
1: mm-hmm. there's one that doesn't fit into the beer category but they try to with the uh the new the new drinks that are coming out that everybody's doing the low calorie uh, uh,
0: what are these what are these white claw called? white claw yeah. that's a whole oh, category
2: see, I, yeah i forgot i gotta make a i gotta revise I gotta revise the beer constitution. It's time. Such yeah. is
0: life though. I mean, we gotta yeah. we're we're changing and evolving, you know. I don't wanna say anything bad about white claw. It's not my thing.
2: But yeah. I mean, I like to actually get a buzz. That's my that's my only issue with white claw. Yeah, you know, I'll drink two or three to, white claws and I'm like I don't well, I feel like I didn't, nothing happened. Lots of sugar, you yeah. know? I feel like all I'd created was three aluminum cans and a disappointment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> disappointment. That's, wah, yeah. wah.
2: Drink one IPA and I'm like, okay.
1: That might be a title of a book. It might be. Right. Yeah. Three, three
2: <laughs> aluminum cans and disappointment. Yeah. That's, that reminds me of my stepdad. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of my stepdad's man. Yeah. The story yeah. of Ricky Bobby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, shoot. That was um, amazing. That's our speed round, right? I, yeah, I awesome. like the speed round. It's lost its, its getting better. speedness.
1: I was
2: going to say, I kind of paragraphed my... Story.
1: Yeah, it's lost its speedness, but I, I know like know if, I like it.
2: I just like quick,
0: quick questions. I, I
2: thought the questions were the speed part, and I was supposed to be very, like, you know, eloquent and very long form, like, you know, Obama, you like, right pause idea. between, like, <laughs> do you have any allergies? Well, <laughs> well when I was a boy.
0: Well, think about allergies.
2: Got tested for allergies. <laughs> Didn't have any. Good answer.
0: Ooh. Good riveting. Riveting. <laughs> very interesting. Oh, man. So. Let's see. What should we talk about? Um, what, what were you thinking? I mean, we
1: want to. I, I got I'm pretty interested in talking about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah,
0: yeah. Our uh, so we have this much knowledge of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in the military. They started to teach it and hand out belts. A oh, sure. long time ago, I want to say twenty years ago or something. Yeah, the uh, combative
2: program, which is made by the Gracies, who are uh, the, Gracies. the lineage of who I do jujitsu through and my my professor Keith Owen.
0: And I guess I would say that I follow the UFC, um, but I am more interested in the beefs than I am in the actual <laughs>
2: like <laughs> like male uh, soap opera kind of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like one of my guilt one of my guilty pleasures is like rapper beef. Like oh yeah, I don't even have to like the the, the rapper. Like I don't care who it is. I just like, oh, he hates that person. <laughs> well, let's see what they're doing, and the, I follow that stuff.
2: Like, I love it. I don't, that's that's my TMZ. Yeah.
0: So, so how <laughs> did sure. you feel? You
1: know, we're recording this a week before it comes out. So two weeks ago, for okay. everybody listening, two weeks ago, there was uh, round three for McGregor and
0: um, Poirier. Poirier. Yeah. I, you know, I hadn't had a chance to even get any background on that, so I haven't been following that one. Because okay, because it Cause was, was a, beef. it was a beef. And
1: they both had won one, and right. then they were going into this third to kind of reigning just, champion.
0: I'm so tired with Connor. He's just he's like I've I've been the. I mean Connor McGregor. He was like really cool, really fun. He's sure. doing his thing. I want I don't want to take anything away from him, but just kind of like a lot of entertainer type people. I just get weary. I'm like okay, whatever. Now I know the trick. He's not really act, He's not really. He doesn't really mean those things. Sure. He's just putting on a show. I liked it a lot better when I could almost chick myself into thinking this isn't a show he's really kind of off his rocker he's probably on drugs or yeah. something I like that you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I that's why
2: that's what sells the tickets right that's, and that's, sells that's tickets. why he's such a hot number and you know is yeah. there is there better fighters I mean I would say undoubtedly but yeah. is there a bigger draw well absolutely not you're the, trying to yeah, put butts in seats. right now
1: there isn't a bigger Ooh. draw like Logan Paul maybe right and I don't even want to yeah, say yeah, it, and that's, his I, name in the
2: same but that's fair thing. I mean we were talking about entertainment and draw like it's, you know and people get mad you about like, Oh, this fighter only got this much paid. It's like, well, how many people do they put in the seats? Like, you know, you can always tell people that have ran a business and mm-hmm. those that have always just count on others to make things happen. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with the latter. It's just, you can differentiate the mindset of like, Oh, why didn't this fighter Well, they're boring. No one wants, no one cares. No one's tuning in to see him. Like, do you, yep. you understand how we make money? Right. We need viewership. Right. right. Like, yep. let me walk you through this. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, it, it doesn't, you can be even a mediocre fighter, a fifty-fifty record guy, but if everybody loves you, well, then who cares? You're going to get booked, or yeah. or everybody you hates know. you, or everybody hates you because yeah, that's yeah. yeah. greatest thing is you know. like the bad guy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Chael Chael old Sonnen, yeah, and, does a great job. Oh yeah, and then you know having you know I I've, I've, I've trained with a lot of these guys. I um she I've trained with two winners of the Ultimate Fighter. Cool. Um, when they did the TV show, was mm-hmm. it Forrest? Come uh, on, so I David. trained with uh, Big Daddy Joe Stevenson. Was one of them? I know Joe. Uh, Yeah, Joe Stevenson. Yeah, he 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 whooped my butt pretty good. Uh, That's actually kind of funny story. I'll I'll tell real quick. Um, So I'm I'm visiting his school, and funny enough, his school is called Cobra Kai, (laughs) and it's a jiu jitsu school. Yeah, Uh, and it's got the the, the, the cobra, the whole the whole shebang. (laughs) And uh, I go, it's in Victorville, California. Okay. And uh, I'm a brown belt at the time, and uh, this is probably four years ago now, three years ago pre-covid for sure anyway Mm -hmm. i'm grappling one of his black belts really nice guy really talented guy you know and even though i'm a brown belt, i've been doing jiu-jitsu since 2005 i spent a lot of time uh you know inconsistent at first and stuff but anyway so i i tapped his black belt a couple times and and i think he kind of like oh like oh you're pretty good like let's grapple like okay you know and and you know joe stevenson i got to be a foot taller than him Mm-hmm. I mean, minimum. Like it's he looks just, like my son. He's sort of like a short guy. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, you know, not a tall guy. Little terrier, little little bulldog thing, right? <laughs> and you know, he's a third degree professor in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which means that he's been a black belt at least a decade, right? Okay. At the time, and he's a third degree professor in judo as well, and the Ultimate Fighter winner, and 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 and. and I mean, this guy, he's been fighting since he was fourteen. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he mopped the floor with me. He, I was, I was playing whole bongo songs on him, <laughs> tapping out. You know, and yeah, <laughs> it was awesome experience, but there really is levels in jiu-jitsu and that's the insane thing and so i'll give you a quick example sorry we brought jiu-jitsu now i'm like oh um, no it's okay this kind of that's the point that's kind of point so like at my school for example you know like you know I've been, I've been training 15 years and you know we i grew up with my students and stuff and you know they obviously had, you know i have a hard time you know tapping me out and stuff I'm like man you're so good i'm like no 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 trust me <laughs> i was like my teacher keith owen he taps me out faster than that and easier than that like no way and i go no 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 but you don't understand His teacher, Pedro Sauer, does that even worse to him. And I said, and this is where it gets all crazy. My teacher's teacher's teacher, Hicks and Gracie, taps him out worse than that.
1: Right.
0: Uh Right. What? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah crazy levels but there's a mountain you climb and on each level is another guru waiting there's for another you. mountain right hello i've been waiting for you <laughs>
2: yeah it's, it's like in the uh, last dance with michael jordan you know there's a story about he played the uh the number one ranked high school basketball player in the nation right mm-hmm. and the guy was you know kind of cocky and you know whatever jordan's gonna guard me and he told the kid he goes look you might be the number one high school player in the nation but i'm the number one player in the world <laughs>
0: The world's so much the bigger world. than your nation, and in, yeah. in your age bracket. Oh, <laughs>
2: yeah! But it's like it's easy to get caught in your own, uh, you know, your own little bubble and everything. And, oh, yeah. And think, oh, yeah. I'm really. It's like mm, stay humble, stay humble, and, and that's that was the best thing for me with jujitsu. Is before jujitsu, it was all punching, kicking, stand up, you know, and being you know six five, two hundred plus pounds. Being in sports my whole life, you know, I could walk mm-hmm. in any karate school and. Pretty much just kind of mop everybody up other than, you know, there'd be some exceptional guys, you know, I could I could name some guys who are just unbelievable, you know, like Jared Enfield, you know, I could touch him if I tried. This guy is crazy good. Mm-hmm. Uh but for the most part I go to school and you know, it's like I was smart enough to realize like, wow, karate works great if like you're big and strong and fast. But if yeah. someone's bigger and stronger and fast than you using it, then yeah, good luck. Right. And mm-hmm. and I didn't like the idea of a one size fits all solution of hitting. So but I was terrified to wrestle as a scrawny anyway. So I got introduced to jujitsu when I was 20 and I was told it was kind of like wrestling. And I was like, "Mm, Uh -uh. I guess I'll try it. Like, mm." and, uh, fell in love because this like heavyset guy with a belly, you know, uh, you know, 35 years. Old, I think I was 20 at the time. Uh, you know, he tapped me out in like 10 seconds. Like it was nothing. Like, like I didn't handle Oh, just Ooh. like I was a baby. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> like, this is what, like, this is what I was after is like, like kind of that Miyagi, uh, mindset of like, you should be able to be like smaller, mm-hmm. like, you know, even as a big guy, like the, we want to have like the weak be protected through martial arts. Like, who you know, I don't want to teach a guy like me necessarily as far as like he's. In, I mean, everybody needs jujitsu, but like I'm more interested in teaching someone that you know a woman or someone small or someone with a disability, because like they're going to be a little more vulnerable, like you know, to an attack. Let's say right, and so it's like, well, if someone's bigger and stronger than you, that's going to attack you, which is likely the case. Well, you're not going to be bigger and stronger than them, so how do you win? Mm-hmm. And then that's where leverage comes in, right? Mm-hmm. So the easiest way I explain this to people, right? It's like. If you were to, you know, bench press a hundred pounds, let's say, you know, as a, as a full grown man, that's nothing really for a full grown. Hundred pounds, okay. But take that barbell and set it on your neck and see how long you can keep it there. Right? It's like, ooh, hundred pounds suddenly is extremely heavy. Right? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, you were able to focus all of it into one place. Right? So, along the lines of working out, so like someone could have like a very strong bicep, right? mm-hmm. and their bicep certainly be stronger than mine. Okay. So I don't want to go bicep for bicep. But if I put my legs, my back, my hips, my knees, my arms, my neck, everything just on their bicep and start pulling their arm, well, you could be quite a bit stronger than me, but your arm is not going to be stronger than my entire body with the leverage I can create. So that's where jiu-jitsu really changed martial arts. And is that exposure to look? You can be, you know, big, strong, fast, punch, kick, hard. If I grab a hole, if I take away your ability to create kinetic energy by by getting very close to you, whether that be standing or on the ground, Mm -hmm. now you can't create kinetic energy to really damage me. And if you don't understand the intricacies of grappling, you're basically in the shark or in the ocean with the shark, and you don't know how to swim. You know, and yeah, that's that's what made me kind of fall in love with it—is that control. You know, and and not not having to hurt people either. You can just choke them out, you know, and Mm -hmm. they're not even hurt and walk away, but you can be just as damaging or more than any strike. I mean, you can, you know, break, break bones choke someone out till they don't wake up anymore, you know, a minute and a half or whatever. And yeah. so you can be just as deadly, but you know, you can be a lot more controlled. And, and again, I can actually help people. Even though I'm a big guy, my, my interest is kids mainly. And I have 120 kids under 12 at my school, for example. Um, you know, I, that's, that's my focus. You know, I want to, because I actually believe self, uh, low self-esteem is the number one problem in the whole world. Mm. Like number one. Mm. Yep. And so if I can create and or at least help, Produce people that feel good about themselves. Starting early, like what are the odds of my world around me being better? Right.
0: So, start creating the people that you want to be surrounded by by giving them what you got. You know, you, absolutely. You, yeah, that's cool. And See? not
2: to not to put
1: down other forms of martial arts, but sure. um, they're all. And they're I love all,
0: them all. They all have something. Yeah, they sure. all
1: have something. But I, I feel really. When you get into the art of, you know, grappling and jujitsu, you're you're getting into a, a more true form of what fighting turns into. Yes. You know, yeah, if You've watched yeah. high school fights, and neither one of them are trained. They end up on the ground very quickly. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Just, just trying to squeeze quickly. something. Or. Yeah. 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 My, and, and my
2: theory is that the fight either ends in the first ten seconds because someone gets knocked out, or it ends up in a in some sort of a clinch, and that's mm-hmm. that's just kind of the the way it works, you know. Um, and so when you understand, like when you get into jiu-jitsu, You start learning distance management, right? It's like you, like one of the first things is you don't let someone get right up in your face and do all this stuff to you because then, bam, they hit you and it's over, right? You can't, you have no recovery time. But if we're maybe this far away, this is a good place to talk. Like, hey, man, you know, I can be like this, and I'm not here Uh, for those you can't see. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm having my hands very flat, like I'm almost like a stop sign versus like fist, right? So I'm like, oh no, hey, just chill, man. But this is just as good as this. Mm-hmm. But to anyone looking, I don't look like I'm the aggressor. If I'm like, hey, man, just chill. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm like, hey, man, this a cool. But look, my hands are right here by my face. And if you're like this, you know, the odds of you lopping one off at me from seven feet away with your hands at your hips before my hand is right by my face. And can it just make the smallest adjustment, you know, and, and you can negotiate a lot better because, you'll, you know, I've been in situations where someone starts to have a problem with me. I'll make that space. I'll talk and then they start to kind of calm down a little bit because they realize they're not close enough to just haul off and hit me. Right. And now they kind of forced to negotiate a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, as, uh, I, I think it was Marcus really said, you know, the, the best cure for anger is delay. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you, you know, if you can just buy a few seconds, get this guy, just even doubting a little bit like, wait a minute, I'm not close. I don't know. Can I, and that's, that sometimes can be enough, you know, and, you know, and I don't, you know, I've only been in two, you know, let's say street altercations and, two times in 10 years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I've been able to, you know, my verbal jujitsu carries me through a lot of things. You're know, like, Hey, what are you looking at? Like, Oh, your shirt, man. That's great. shirt. Sure. Did you get that from the buckle? Like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you know, you throw people up. Hey, yeah, you looking at my girlfriend? Yeah. Becky didn't, didn't you sit behind me in science class? No, I'm Jessica. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> I, I, I totally thought you're someone else. Like it's, it's, if you don't, if you can, and, and it's the hardest thing to do and, and even still, but you know, if you can set aside your ego, Mm-hmm. Just for a second, go, mm, remove yourself from everything and everything else becomes so much more clear. Like, I'm going to segue a little bit. It's like, you know, in a, in a relationship, your partner, they're a little off for the day. What's your instinct? What did I do? Mm-hmm. What did I not do? What did I say? What did I not? It's always me, 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 What did I? Right. But it's like, if you can just go, oh, something's wrong. Okay. Well, it might not have anything to do with me whatsoever. Hmm. Okay well it's a lot easier to process now you can actually help them because you're not just worried about you know your selfish desires of how you feel and then it's like you're not going to help someone else out that feels bad and you're like oh what is it what did i do what is it about? and they're just going to be like oh. Mm-hmm. Right and yeah, maybe
0: it is about you but at least give them the opportunity because yeah, now you're adding on to it
2: Yeah, and then if you and, and again, it's just like we always almost look for reason to inject ourselves in a negative way Whereas we we spend so little time injecting ourselves in a positive way mm-hmm. It's like oh this person doesn't feel very good today. Oh, I'm what did I do? It's like hmm. What about well this person feel very good today Hmm Okay, how about I ask what's going on, and if they don't, nothing. Okay, nothing's going on. Okay, got it, got it. Well, I'm not going to match your level of energy. I'm not going to go, mm, because it's easy. I've done that many times. We all have, right? Let's, let's match the energy of our partner, and then how's that work out? Not yeah, it very doesn't, well. Does doesn't not work really well. very well. So it's like, you know what? No, it's not about me. I'm going to keep doing my day, and maybe you'll pull your head out of your butt and be willing to talk to me, and maybe it is me, but I'm not going to sit here and spend all my energy just focusing on that it has to be me. Mm, yeah.
1: You know. on, on that note, I've um, one thing that I've noticed with social media. Having teenage girls in my house is <laughs> when I was in high school. we I'd have an altercation of some sort at school, you know, a disagreement, and then I'd go home and I'm away from all that, right? I, if they yeah. called on the landline back yeah. when we had I mean, landlines, you know, maybe, but really. I had this time to watch like uh, those uh, Saved by the Bell and Family Matters, right? Oh, and, yeah. and I, right I, I ended up cooling down. But by the time I get back to school, it's not what it was. Not that it's completely gone, but it's not what it was. And now, like, even on the way home from school, they're still dealing with that problem on, you know, Snapchat, yeah. TikTok, people making groups and, and putting you in the group after everybody's talked trash on you and all this. And I'm like, most of my girls, I'm just like, listen, just put the phone down for an hour. Because you just need to step away for a minute and, and you'll gain this clarity, not having that, that rage monster, you know, on yeah. your back. And, and the, the second part is we are, we're all selfish, right? We, the person we think about Inherently. the most in our lives is us. And then we automatically assume that that's what everybody else is doing. You're thinking about me just as much as I am, but we're not. When somebody's angry, it doesn't point. mean it's about you. It's typically about them because they're just as selfish as you are. And there's been a problem in their life. And yes, it, sometimes it can be you, but um, I really like that. I like that analogy. And you were going to say something, Joe, I kind of interrupted there, I think. Oh no! I think I was just going to make some sort of funny
0: joke. Oh. You know how I do, <laughs> just to break I'll, the tension. Oh, okay. I I, I went the serious route. I'm or sorry. maybe I was going to say, um. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you. Um. So I remember when I first met you, Preston. You were working, um, selling um, or managing a jewelry store in the mall. Mm-hmm. Um. What happened? since then and what what kind of made you decide you know I'm just going to go into brazilian jiu-jitsu and teaching kids this and and make that my own business
2: yeah that's a great question um so i moved here in 2011 uh, to manage jensen jewelers mm-hmm. and uh, i've been with them for about 5 years at the time and I moved about 400 miles from home, including away from my kids, my parents, everything. And I didn't know know one person up here, not one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd I'd been doing martial arts. I'd I'd done some cage fighting, different things. And, you know, I wanted to keep training, but there wasn't really like a jiu-jitsu school up here. There was one MMA school, but just not a whole lot going on. So long story short, I uh, started volunteering, you know, kind of built up a little bit. Um, And then October 2014... Uh, I was kicked out of the Heise Youth Center just because they didn't want to do any programs downstairs anymore at the time. I said, okay. So now I'm in my garage with four adults, and I, you know, had, I think I had six kids at the time. You know, I was just volunteering, and I said, hey, you know, let me get your info. If, when I get to school or something happens, I'll, I'll let you know. So October, uh, October 2014, I basically had four people, and I moved into Times Square, and it was like, OK, that rents enough that I could either cover it or charge everybody, you know, 20 bucks. And like, we'll just break even because like in my head, like I have a job. I don't I don't need money. I'm just I, I just enjoy this, you know. Mm-hmm. So I moved in there and I went from four students to 60 students in four months, something like that. Whoa. And uh, it was like, whoa, this is serious. And at the time, you know, and, and being younger, I suppose, was part of it. It's like, well, I can do both. You know, Mm -hmm. I'll manage the jewelry store fifty hours a week and be at the school thirty hours a week. No problem. I could do this, and I did for four years. Or let's see, no, that's a lie. Uh, Like two, almost three years. Mm -hmm. I did both and just ran myself into the ground. You know, the money was nice, but like I don't feel like I was doing that well at either place. Mm -hmm. You know, just a little, you know, one eye on the road, one eye on the destination, kind of thing. And, uh, so in, I think 2016, 2017, I was talking to my professor Keith and I was just telling him how stressed I was about everything, you know, and, and he'd long been telling me just like quit. And I'm like, yeah, right. You know, I'm not going to quit my you know 11 year career, you know, forget that. And, and he goes, well, you do, do, you not think you can get another sales job or and I went,
0: Oh, I guess you could. I'm like, you? no,
2: I could get any sales job I want. I've been, you know, very successful at Jensen's and everything. And, Went, oh, you're right. And I just, that never really dawned on me. And so that was kind of the magic words. And so it all kind of led me down. I, I looked in the mall and there was an empty spot and I was like, there's no way I can afford mall rent. There's just no way. I was like, but I, I, I need a good laugh today. Yeah. So I went and talked to him and they told me, I went, oh, I'm not laughing. I, afford <laughs> I think this. I can do this. So yeah. I, I went for it and uh, I, I had a place in the mall while managing Jensen's in the mall for about a year, yeah, that's kind of nice. And and it was although it was stressful, it was kind of convenient. You know, right. get done, just walk upstairs. Like, yeah, you know, it was cool. But it got to be too much, and I, and I didn't feel like I was doing a very good job. Um, so I just said, you know what, I'm just gonna go for it, and if it doesn't work out, then you know I can I can figure it out. But that was a uh, yeah, it's almost five years ago. Nice. <laughs> so uh, it's just been it's been awesome. Uh, definitely like the best five years of my life for sure. Since I moved to the mall, the best. Mm-hmm. I've been able to see my kids more travel you know i've, I've gotten to train and, and travel like you know it's part of my job now so it's like yeah. oh i get to you know go down to you know Torrance california go to the gracie academy 5400 square feet of mats and you know train with henry and, and, and heat on gracie you know it's like right there on the mat you know it's like going anywhere i want and it's yeah. just been incredible and, and then you know nothing beats teaching you know and, and working with kids and like so many stories of like someone will bring their kids and like they'll, the kid will try it love it fall in love do it for six months a year the parents just like, wow, my kid loves us so much. I just, I have to try it. So then they try it. They fall in love. Next thing you know, you got four or five people, the whole family's doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, they have mats in their garage. You know, it's like, like I just love being able to, you know, again, it's not me. It's jujitsu. It's just an ad. It's like music. Yeah. It's just an avenue. Mm-hmm. It's just a vehicle. And I'm just lucky enough or, or whatever you or however you want to define what, whatever's happened to me that I've been in a position to be the skilled presenter that can, Communicate this information to people because it's not my information, right? You know, I'm just trying to pass it along, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and 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 do the best I can at that, and and through that, I just it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Honestly, I I could not recommend jujitsu high enough to people, and and it's it's never what you think it is when it comes to like like everybody's like, oh, I want to oh, I want to defend myself, and I want to be in, oh, okay, great, like you know, sure, that's the obvious stuff, mm-hmm. but you don't realize how much you're going to gain otherwise you know confidence wise you know like when you're literally fighting for your life at the point where you're going to die and you ha- tap the person they're kind enough to let go and that's just like you do that for an hour well when you go home and you you know your wife's like hey you know the dishes aren't done you're like okay well i'll get the, i'll get them done like it's easy to deal with it's some edward norton in uh, fight club he said when you fight everything else in your life gets the volume turned down mm-hmm. and I, I totally understand what he means like Nothing's that hard to deal with when you just you're fighting for your life every night. Mm -hmm. Now you can problem solve anything. It's like, oh, you have this issue. Like, well, it's not going to be harder than getting this three hundred pound dude off my neck. So, (laughs) this is manageable. I've made
1: that comparison a few times since getting out of the military. Uh, You know, why would you be good at this job? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be getting shot at. So I'm pretty sure I can handle. I can handle whatever trauma you you know we think this organization or business or scenario is going to have i'm pretty sure i can going to handle it because nobody's going to be shooting at me exactly and if they are i might be getting into the wrong business yeah. there was know? some yeah
2: i yeah i had to uh, there was a, a perch a purse snatcher that had stolen a car from boston that uh came to my school about a year ago uh, and and I chased down and there was a car waiting and I hopped in the car while it was moving and got drugged and flinged off. I, I got all bled up. I'll show you the pictures, but um, you know it, it's like those moments is great example. Like I can remember specifically before Jiu Jitsu, something like that would happen. I probably would have froze for sure, I'm right? Like, oh, what's going on? I'm like oh, but it's like I, I this time you know I get my name called Preston. I turn around, and there's guys like running and I didn't even think. It was like, and I just went right after him, you know and uh it's probably stupid i'm glad this guy doesn't have a gun because like i was like hanging out of the window like trying to like grab them they could have been like boom! it's like okay but um but the confidence was there but the confidence was was there the confidence was there (laughs) i went for him and and i got flung from the car but i was i was mindful enough to roll out thanks to the training i didn't hurt myself at all i was probably doing 30. I was pretty scraped up Mm -hmm. but i rolled off no injuries got right i like rolled up to my feet i'm not even joking Like I probably did a backflip too and slow. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, uh, got the license plate, everything. And so it was, uh, it was crazy. And I was doing a private lesson, um, with a girl from Lewiston and I went back in and finished the lesson still. (laughs) But this, this is kind of the tough part. So they stole her purse. Okay. And so she had the cash to pay for the lessons. Right. But it was the weekend and she was new in town. So she didn't really have a way to like get any money. And so like I ended up giving her, basically the same amount she was going to pay me for the lesson to like get to like here no don't worry about it like you know he's like Crap, I, you know, I showed up to work and all I, I end up paying money getting beat up. Like, that's a tough day at the office. That was a rough Saturday. I, I have one she question. She was great. She paid me back anyway, too. She was awesome.
1: But. One question in the story is why does a purse snatcher with a stolen car from Boston show up at a jujitsu? Like, <sighs> why, why does that Grand happen? That's get a, this purse.
2: That's a great question. And, and, and it's something I teach. Um, and, and we had to actually change a little of how we did things after this. But there's three things that need to take place for for a violation, assault, robbery, whatever: a person, a place, and an opportunity. And the problem was is we were about twenty feet down the mat. It was only three of us: is me and my buddy and, and the girl doing the private lesson. And the door was unlocked. Right, And the desk is like right by the door. And she just happened to just set her purse right next to the door. I mean, literally, you could open the door, just touch the purse. It was that close. And we're 20 feet down. So I imagine this guy walked by maybe once, maybe twice. mm, Called his buddy, went, hey, get the car, you know. And, uh, you know, we're 20 feet down the mat. So he just slammed the door open and just alert and grabbed the purse, started running. And so I was already behind, unfortunately. I still was able to catch up. But what I wouldn't have gave to catch up completely though like, right. Nice. right yeah like i'll hold you till the cops come or i'll just you know but it, yeah, anyway so stop yester- resisting yeah Yeah. yesterday was one year since i got my black belt and uh it was funny because when i got it my professor told that story but he like totally exaggerated it he's like then he pulled his gun out and shot the gas tank and the car bl-. like he just told this <laughs> elaborate story it was so funny but my professor's the best he's like like if will Farrell had a black belt yeah. I'm not yeah. joking. It's kind of kind of dry, humory, but he's just, he's tremendous. But... um, And where's he out of? Uh, Meridian, Idaho. So just right outside of Boise.
1: Gotcha. And okay.
2: uh, he is a stud. Like, he, he took me on as a long-distance student, you know, 10 years ago now or something. He didn't have any reason to. He had nothing to gain. Like, he's literally gotten basically nothing from helping me and, like, was able to help me go from, like working for someone to owning my own place so like i can't right. ever repay him for that and like what he does for for me and our association like it's just crazy and um you know i don't know it's just people that really genuinely want to help you will help you and there isn't any strings and like we're you know we, we're all selfish people we're also usually very paranoid and defensive people too especially if you've had a little life experience right and you're right. like why is someone mm-hmm. helping me like hmm but then when 10 years go by and you still can't figure out the motive. <laughs> what's this guy's angle? Yeah, what's this guy's? He's playing the long game, you know? Yeah. It's like, no, I think he actually just enjoys helping people. Wow. It's Whoa. like as if there's actually good people in the world, you know? And that's that's something I, I choose not to be jaded on, you know? I'd be like, like, oh, the world's evil. Really? Well, did you wake up today and your house wasn't burned down? And you were not like raped and killed? Really? Okay, well, then the world can't be that bad because like we're like waking up every day. You know, and no one killed us in the middle of the night. And like, you know, someone died in the night, I get that. But, you know, it's not in masses. Like, I'd say 1% of the world's evil, probably. And I'd say 99% right. of it's good. Yeah. You know, and, and but that is the balance. Kind of a funny Star Wars reference, right? There's only ever two Sith, and they're just as powerful as all the Jedi, right? Well, why is that? Well, this is how evil works, right? It doesn't have to be a lot. It only takes a little to be very bad, mm. right? And so, it takes an overwhelming amount of good to make up for a small amount of evil. It's like Jordan Peterson says, right? It's like, you know, life is pain and suffering. Like, so what do you do? What do you do in the face of it? Try to lessen it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Try to not have so much yeah. of it, I guess. That,
2: that's it. Like, life's a tragedy at, you know, best and a comedy at worst, you know? and. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do what do you you know you, you're gonna die everybody around you's gonna die what do you do in the meantime it's like well life sucks well what do you do try to make it suck a little less mm-hmm. and
1: we, we, we oh, alluded to this two episodes ago <laughs> um awesome. things could be worse
0: like things be worse, could be worse. And, and what can
2: we do we we and generally we make them worse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like because because you know we, we're expecting we, them
0: to get worse
2: yeah we we're, we're generally make it worse like what you know the whole like try to lessen the suffering thing it's like well Try to go make something better, and try not to screw it up, and like that's a lot harder than it sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know the whole intentions and you know good intentions road to hell and all that, right? It's like right. It's very easy to go. Oh, I'm going to make something better.
0: And you're right. It, it, you know? it takes so much extra work to do the right thing. Like you're saying with the Jedi's and the Sith, right? Um, and that's why it's so important. To find your passion the thing that gives you energy the thing that will make you go oh well i'm super tired i just did 15 things today but i gotta go maybe record this podcast or do this private lesson it's this late at night but you know what i'm, I'm doing the thing that i love so i have this energy right i have yes. an energy to maybe pull an all-nighter every now and again maybe not now no, <laughs> i'm getting older but um that's that's the power you know and then all of a sudden you know, you can be that Jedi, and you can you can outlast any evil because you've got the passion, you, and and they're not going to have that passion. You know, they they might cheat, they might get there, they might g- maybe get get the right um, the right car, the right look. They might act like they're the jujitsu guy, or they know the music, or they can really f- f- make that bow sing and get that elk, but if that's not their passion, it's all just a lie. That's, that's, uh, they're, yeah. ch- they're cheating at life somehow, however, the, however that is. And you find the people, and I like it when you find whatever it is your thing is, you know, your, your Brazilian jujitsu, your music, or your hunting, and you're just following that because you like it. And from that, and then that spirit of wanting to give more is is just attracting other people like that like this guy that wants to teach you he's just like that like you said he's like he's this is just how i am this is how i exist in the world i just like helping people and all of a sudden you're like wow i want i want way more of these people in my life so maybe i can be that person for somebody else and that just grows Mm -hmm. and 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 to hear that it's growing is i think part of our the reason why we want to do a podcast because we hear so much negative because that is what sells you know the the Logan guy you know he's a he's cheating he's not really a boxer he's just selling the seats and that's great but you know what it's a great example we're trying to we're trying to show people how to be like well you know if you just want to make money cool Follow that guy's example. He does a great job at like putting butts in seats, you know, and that's, and for some people, people owning venues, people just trying to make money on YouTube. I'm not hating on them. They're trying to do their own business and that's how they do it. But don't get caught up in that. Like that's how we all have to be because you're not practicing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu to be. Given the trophy of best one in the world, you know you're doing it because of the way it makes you feel every day. Like you, you just feel better when you wake up, right? And you look forward to meeting those people who are going to be like so happy that you're there. Oh, Preston, yay! You're here, and you're going to share this thing that we also like. This thing that you love, we love it too. And we just want to be around you, and we'll pay you money for you to teach us more. Like, oh my gosh, what kind of a better? business could you have i mean doing anything donut maker you know you could just have right. people are waiting for you to just talk about the thing that you love why wouldn't you want to give that to everybody else you know it's just a yeah. contagious it's a contagious thing once we start doing it and mm-hmm. so i hope we're catching on
1: but well passion passion is so contagious when you're excited about something you're not you're no longer you well you you alluded to sales right and you're no longer this salesman uh, salesperson, you know whatever you want to say there, but you, you're metrics. no longer you're no longer yeah. doing it for a paycheck. you're doing it because it's it's the shared passion you have with the the human in front of you. And so it's not hard for you to get people to come to your your classes because they they want to feed off of your passion and then that becomes um, you know addictive, it becomes contagious and yeah. and then that spreads through the same you know Spot on. we can we can keep going through the the Star Wars analogies sure. right like what Love convinces us. people to the dark side? <laughs> (laughs) It's this promise of ease, And pain free, Mm -hmm. Uh, you you know, you don't have to. uh, What was it? Don't um, have to face your fears either. Darth Vader, right? Like you you don't have to. You don't have to. You can save all your family. They don't have to die because you'll be powerful enough, and it'll be easy. This stuff here, where they're making you work hard and have honor and respect and duty, and and, you know, just putting you on the council. That's just so hard. That's so hard. Come to the easy side, and that's really what it is. Is let's let's hit the easy button and let's let's get it done. But when you have that sense of accomplishment to pursue a passion. You know so yours is grappling right and getting people down and dirty and, and being able to have the the muscle memory and the instinct and the dedication and and all of that that all boils down into this this ball of awesomeness you know and and that's that's just it's the same for me with with archery hunting same with you for music mm-hmm. there's so many avenues to, to it you're just using that one vehicle that gives you the passion to pursue it mm-hmm
2: yeah. And, and, you know, life's kind of backwards in a lot of ways, as far as your, you know, you're back to kind of selfish creatures. Like if you focus on like, well, what do I want? Well, you're going to, you're going to always want number one. And in two, you're probably not going to get what you want anyway, because life doesn't work that way. And, you know, Zig Ziglar, I think has a really good quote. He says uh, you can have anything you want in life as long as you help everybody else get what they want.
1: Hmm. You know,
2: and so when you do shift your focus, like it it sounds almost like kind of cheesy, but it's like it's almost the most selfish thing you can do is give.
1: (laughs) No, it really
2: is. Because you feel good. You Mm -hmm. get everything you want. Like it's it sounds so silly and almost um, contradictory, but it's uh, like it's almost like a weird secret sauce thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, just give everything and you'll never have a want. Right. 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 And
1: it, it, it's crazy. I've, I've had it's that weird. same thought before, too. And I don't think I've verbalized it as well as you just did. But yeah, helping other people ends up being one of the most selfish things I do, because I'm so happy with, with how I feel and how they feel afterwards, that nothing I would do selfishly and just for myself brings me that same amount of joy yes. as, as helping other people. Yeah,
2: and it's like when I work for a paycheck, I was never more broke. never more broke never had less money things you know red in the account waiting for payday you know floating checks the whole thing once it's like "Eh, money's cool but like i i want to do this like i enjoy this it's like well i took a giant pay cut but now i have more money than i ever did somehow and more joy and more whatever and more time that's for sure Mm -hmm. you know and it's like all i did was just stop thinking about myself and i know it sounds stupid or cheesy but like it's a hundred percent true and you know i i think part of it's just age, you know, when I was in my 20s, you know, in sales or it's, you know, you, you know, it's easy to be a little more, um, you know selfish i guess and then as you get older you realize like you know you start figuring things out life kicks your butt a little bit and yeah mm-hmm. you start getting a little more perspective on like oh like i was kind of being a jerk and like oh like i was in that for the wrong reasons and oh i was being really selfish right there like mm. mm-hmm. and you know if you're and that's if you're really lucky yeah <laughs> you yeah, know i mean that's if you're real lucky you know and uh, i feel lucky because you know kind of like you're saying with the easy and the hard like once you figure out like I, I'm reading a book right now uh, called "The Obstacle Is the Way." Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. once you figure that out, then life, like you're like, "Oh, this is hard." Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. And I then see, and then you transform and, yep. and like okay. you, the phoenix. Everybody wants to be the phoenix. Mm-hmm. No one wants their entire body to be scorched. Right. And and, and again, it's the metaphor. Like, what what are we burning? Well, we're, mm-hmm. well, you're burning all the things you don't like about yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, how many people can actually? take a second beyond their narcissism to go, Hmm, I do kind of suck here. Maybe. Cause it would only take you 60 seconds of honesty to figure out that you got at least somewhere you can improve unless you're just a complete jerk. You know, it's yeah. like, Hmm, no, I could do better at that. Mm, yeah. And, and you know, you can chip away at yourself and that's, that's the burn. We it's, don't like it's, not,
1: it's not the focus because we talked about the voice in your head, right, mm-hmm. Joe? You have you have not the greatest voice, you know. When you forget your guitar in town, right. and, <laughs> I'm very mean to myself and, internally, right? But but <laughs> if you can change, it. when you can, you can have that introspective of, of yourself. You can look inside, see what's wrong, and not dwell on the wrongness, mm-hmm. but just work towards correction, right? Like, and, and like, it's such a more I positive like view to look at look yeah, at things, and absolutely. so you can you can be. Um, you know, your, your, your biggest critic, you can do that. Mm -hmm. If you're working, you're not just pointing out a problem, but you're working on a solution for it. If you're just pointing out the problem, then you're just going to be depressed. And just like you said, it's one of the biggest deals right now is just this emotional trauma that everybody just carries around with them. The whole world, one of the biggest problems we have is like self-confidence and, and self-worth yeah. and and if you can just turn that around and you're not just this is the problem this is the problem this is the problem you're like how do we how do we solve that
2: well we live in a blue dot society you know we we see a paper there's one blue dot on it we go oh there's a dot on it it's like well yeah but did you not see the beauty you know and, and and we do it with the, ourselves with people everything it's like how many times do you think as an adult male over 30 you hear encouraging words per day oh yeah ever yeah right do you ever hear anything right no i mean maybe course. from you guys well i mean you know you get you <laughs> know. Cool. oh yeah you, get, you know you get the right people you know <laughs> you're looking fair, good today fair Joe. enough yes, yeah and that voice you too oh. <laughs> but that's you know you, 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 you only it's you only hear when you do something wrong Every, yeah, everyone right. expect and, and you know and it's not just men it's everybody but like you know we we don't hear much encouragement maybe when we're real little It's like Neil deGrasse Tyson said, you know, you spend the first two years of your life being told to to stand up and talk, and then the next however many years to sit down and shut up, right? And you shut your mouth. And and it's like, (laughs) it's the same thing. You get told, oh, you're great and this and that when you're young. And then at some point, people just kind of expect you to, like, oh, you don't need to hear that you're doing good anymore. You just, we'll just tell you when you're doing bad. Yep. (laughs) We'll tell you when you're not coming through. We'll let you know. Yeah. We'll keep you put. So it, it goes to show you, too, like, how much it's like, okay, well, if we realize that, we'll, again, be the change, right? Yeah. So like, how do you talk to your friends? Like, so like, just little things. Like, I try to do. I always say, to "Be like my man," and it's stupid. It's little. It's subtle, but it kind of hypes you up a little bit. It run into you somewhere, mommy, you know this, right? Like, oh yeah, my man. That's it's right. Like, oh, it's like ah.
0: Oh. It's one of my favorite things to go to a, um, another musician's thing and be the loudest person in the front of in row because I know it makes them feel good. Yeah. Even though I might be making myself look like a little bit of a clown. The more I yell and the more I say, great job, and just, oh, I like what you turned that up. You're doing great. It just makes them feel so good. And I mean, I like doing it because I know how it feels. Like when someone does yeah. that, I'm like, oh, it's a little embarrassing, but thanks. I do like that. <laughs> um, and But then selfishly, I get to see a better performance. You know, when I pump up that, that so musician true. and they're like, yeah, I go, oh, man, this next song's going to be great because I just gave him a lot of confidence and now we're going to hear something. Right. That's what I tell my kids, like in in, in these broad strokes of like the obstacle is the point, you know, of life. Like I say, hey, kids, we're not looking for the easiest chair to sit in. We're not looking for the shiniest person to date. We are looking for an opportunity to work as hard as we can work at something. And that's why it's so important to find that passion because mm. no one really likes to work. I mean, the hard work is going to be hard work. Right. So if you, are, if you just change that mindset, don't be like, oh, I'm looking for that million dollars. I'm looking for that payoff that you might get after all that hard work. I'm saying, no, no, no. What, you're, you're forgetting about that 10 years that you're going to have to live that life. What about those 10 years of you working towards that, that great thing that you're working towards? What do you want your every day to be like? Do you want your every day to be selling things for a corporation? Maybe maybe things that you don't really get, care too much about, you know, other than trying to do a good job? Or would you rather find an opportunity to work your ever-loving butt off for less money, but to give so much to yourself and receive so much as a person? Because your every day from your waking up, eating your breakfast, having your lunch, doing whatever, th- that every day now is so great that 10 years, that you might win a million dollars and for some cool Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu thing, but you'll be surprised on that day because you'll be too busy enjoying your life. And Your life is so good now, and it's only going to get better the more you give and the more you learn and the more hard work you do by looking in the mirror and going, hmm, well, I'm not completely a bag of garbage, but I could polish up a few things. Let's try. Easy. Easy on yourself, though, you know? Like, have yeah, a little self-compassion. Keep moving forward and you'll find that energy because you have the passion, you know, and it's hard. And if you're listening out there and you're like, well, what's my passion? I mean, I've been there. Remember, I don't know if you guys have ever been like, well, I kind of don't know. I kind of, maybe I like drinking a lot. Maybe that's my thing that I do. Hey, I've been there. Maybe I tried to be that guy. (laughs) Like maybe I'm a drinking, maybe that's my pastime. Um, but that's not it, by the way, you, unless you're like brewing beer and you're getting into the science of it. Let me just I mean, my guess is it's not if that's what you think it is. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that's I have advice. a pretty
1: scientific approach to that. It's
0: not. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not. yeah that maybe, shouldn't be your passion. maybe 100 like My professional opinion yeah. is yeah. Yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. My like professional do opinion that. is, is but, no. But keep looking and. And I don't know what it is. Sometimes the clues that I saw, and it could be different from every, for everyone's religion. We uh, we you know the different ways we look at the, our life and the synchronicity or the Holy Spirit or whatever weird weird occurrences that are coming forth in our life, and we're like, oh, what was that about? Maybe those are clues. But for me, because of the way our society in America, I guess, has kind of been set up, like it it seems to every time I'm faced with a choice, and I and and the one road is going to take a little more work. I almost all 100% know that that's the right way to go. Mm-hmm. So if you're wondering what is your switch and what what, what is your passion, follow those hard things. Those those self, And they're usually self-improvement things. Like mm-hmm. if you're not good at public speaking, oh, I would be an artist and I would sell that stuff, but I'm not good at public speaking and I don't want to go to those big parties where I would have to sell my stuff. So you just don't do it. That's your clue. That's the one thing you should be working on. Forget the rest of the stuff. <laughs> right. Because you're probably already a good enough artist. You're just... You're not sure of yourself because you're not confident. And maybe that's the one th- Maybe the public speaking thing, for example, is the one thing that you got to work on. You're a great person. You smell terrific. You know, everyone loves you. But you got to just improve that one thing, and that can get you to that next part of the mountain with that next guru. And he's going to be like, hello. You have <laughs> made it. Good job. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a total Here's a piece side of candy. note here. That, that
1: <laughs> t- for public speaking, I'm... I'm part of this uh, this uh, Toastmasters. Oh, you do Toastmasters. I do Toastmasters okay. every Thursday at noon, and we get around. It's a it's a bunch of adults that they get around. And there's a if you've never been to a Toastmasters, it's this formal meeting, and you do you know there's some prepared speeches. There's um, um, what do they call it like impromptu, where you have to talk for a minute or two. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you're going to be one of those people. And then there's a evaluation at the end where they evaluate kind of how the meeting went. And it's an hour every Thursday. Oh my goodness! I have been public speaking for over a decade, and I felt pretty good at it. But there's a bell that they ring when you do um or so or ah uh, <laughs> right? right, and they ring the bell, and you oh you, you forget you know. And and so there's little things like that that are out there that I didn't even know that it existed I over a year over it. a year ago. I've I've never heard of Toastmasters. We should try Toastmasters. Yeah. yeah, it's right here in yeah, town. I that you, out. You both need to join me this Thursday at noon. It's called Electric City Toastmasters. Uh, you can look it up on Facebook. Uh, not, a, not a bunch of members, but you guys, uh, you're you're welcome to try it for yeah. kind of as much as you want, you Lunch know, time. as long Shoot. as you want. Thursday. I want to try it, yeah. yeah. I can even do this dude. week. Let's yeah. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I can't remember the name of the place. It's right across the street from the Dairy Queen downtown. What is that right there?
2: I don't know, but I know exactly where that's at. Yeah, right. Central down. and First Ave North, basically, or Second Ave North, right? Yeah, there. there's
1: like 9th, and then it's just that, that building right across yeah, the na- street. Yeah, not
2: Central, Yeah, yeah. 9th and like First Ave North. Yeah, yeah.
1: I can picture it. And it's right there. And so it's right across the street from Dairy Queen. If you guys want to come, you know, join me. That was a whole side note to just say, yeah, if it's public speaking, this is (laughs) something, it's things like, it's things like that 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 can really like boost your confidence. Mm -hmm. And you're around, you know, some other people that are trying to work on the same thing. And so if you're bad at, at even physical fitness, I know that, coming to see you is going to help, you know, yes. get you a little bit more in shape and, and um, boost your confidence. And so if maybe you're trying to sell this thing, or maybe you're an artist and you don't have, you can, you can do the public speaking, but mm-hmm. you just don't have the confidence in yourself. Yeah. True. Well, dang, come see Preston, man. Yeah. And, yes. and it may not seem like
0: it's related to, to getting, Confidence, but it absolutely,
1: absolutely it is, is spot with, on,
0: without a doubt. Yeah, you could be selling that art in like a dark alley somewhere at midnight after, <laughs> after classes with Preston. Okay, you know. so
1: there's there's a lot of advice that Joe's been giving. Um, I'm gonna
0: say He's no like the no to dark that.
2: Kermit in the meme. <laughs> <laughs> Do this. <Yeah. laughs> you know, it's yeah. funny though with the with the Toastmasters. I think you bring up a good point. It, it really is never a lack of resources; it's a lack of resourcefulness, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like it's like okay, you don't have a car. All right. Well, is it because there's not enough cars in the world? Like, <laughs> no, there's there's car lots full of cars, right? So it's like it's never the resources; it's always resourcefulness. So it's like, oh, you suck at public speaking. Okay. Well, is there not a resource to get? No, there is. There, there is. absolutely. You have to know. You have to be resourceful, right? Yeah. And so it's like once you, it's so easy. The woe is me, right? We and we've all been there. The strongest people I know have been there, right? And it's like, oh, everything's against me. I could never do this, I could never do that. And it's like you just got to switch the I can't to how, and and once you do that, life becomes so it's, I can't afford that. No, how can I afford that? Right. Oh, I can't speak in public. Well, how can I get better at speaking in public? Right. Oh, I can't play guitar. Well, how can I learn to play guitar? Like mm-hmm. you switch the question and, and life gets way easier, you know, after that. And, you know, don't just, don't try to get perfect or anything. Cause you know, that's not going to happen. Just, embrace the suck you know that's why i tell people in jitsu it's like it took me 15 years to get a black belt you think i was just like walking around like bruce lee the whole time like kicking (laughs) everybody's butt like no this was a lot of grinding and me getting beat like i guarantee it's like you know i'll be spinning my lightsaber around and i'll drop it you know someone's wise they'll go oh you dropped your saber oh yeah well i bet you i've dropped it more than you ever even thought about picking it up Mm -hmm. right and it's 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 like the theodore roosevelt "Quote, you know, it's not the critic who counts, and you know, I'm sure you've heard that speech, but it's like it's so true. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like like Joe's saying, you know, so, you know, if, if he has to embarrass himself alone, little, oh look, he he looks funny up there. It's like, yeah, but you've never even tried to pump up your friends. You've never yeah. even, you've never even, put your, you you think I'm embarrassed? Well, I've embarrassed myself a million times. You've never even put yourself out there to even try. Yeah, right. You know, so who's who's really supposed to be, you know, and not that you'd ever judge them per se, but it's like who really should have the the um, the watchful eye right now? It's like, no, you need to get up your butt and take a risk." Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, here's here's the comfort zone. And here's where all the magic happens,
0: right? Yeah, exactly You yeah. cannot be in the comfort zone. Well, and that's and the weird thing about our what we're trying to do We're all trying to get successful and comfortable and but we shouldn't be I know <laughs> the most successful
2: people in the world sleep 3 hours a night barely yeah. eat yep. yep they're always stressed working. out they <laughs> got that dragon energy yeah. you know whatever you call that yeah. they're just
0: like always oh, and i can and i felt that before where you're just like you don't even want to sleep cuz things are just like jiving so well and you're like oh sleep what that's like getting in my way i ain't got time for that yeah not, not this week though and
1: and I've all missed. all in, all, <laughs> in been seasons, there. all in seasons too right like i used to say that to my wife you know if i change jobs or we're going through a different you know phase or chapter in our life i'm like all right we're gonna have to endure the suck here for a little bit you know where we won't have dinner as a family as many nights or we won't do this we won't do that but we just know yeah. that the reward at the end and then then when you get to that point not that everything's always going to be easy but you're back to you know you know this this kind of normal, and I'm sure you had to endure the suck when you decided I'm not going to work at Jensen Jewelers anymore. I've got it <laughs> right, but <laughs> lots
2: lots of lots of suck stories, right? Sure. But it,
1: but with, without those, what? How many hero stories are are written on the shores of beaches from a lawn chair? Yeah. Right, you can't be the hero of your story sitting on a lawn chair sipping a mimosa. Yeah. Like you're going to be the hero of your story, getting up and doing things. And it's not it's not that that. That is always. Good. It's not a marathon. Well, maybe it is a marathon. It's not a sprint all the time. That marathon isn't just always doing that. But mm-hmm. um, there's. So we we did a shout out to this guy Jaden um, last episode that uh, was the first person oh, yeah. I had heard say, "Hey, good job on the podcast." That I hadn't told like, go listen to this. You know, let me know right. what you think. And and he just came up and I, it was like this biggest compliment I've ever. Like, but you see how much heard. those things matter. Oh, it mattered so much you know? to me. But him and his wife just got done with a hundred miler. Right, where, where him and his wife had trained for over a year. And and um, before that point, the longest they had run together was 55 miles. By the way, like... That's, that's I don't still insane. It's, it's just insane. I haven't done
2: anything for 55 miles without a car. <laughs> right,
1: nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. And,
2: and so they, they
1: just get done with this. But he was talking about how um, many of these ultra marathoners, when they're running with their spouse, they don't actually run with their spouse. The you know one of them is going to be way ahead at one point, and then the wife will be ahead, and then whatever. And he's like, "But we decided we were going to run together. And when I was down, she walked with me. And when she was down, I walked with her. And then together, you know, we'd build this up. And he's like, "I'm sure that my down moments would have been a lot longer had I not had somebody like being in that down area with me. And so it's it's you know it, this is a they did it in thirty uh, two something hours, thirty three hours um, under under thirty three hours they finished a hundred miles together. And, and then you just think of that now as a timeline of your life, right? As they had some really hard points. They had to use, you know, the walking sticks. They had to change their socks. They had to, you know, you you get like stomach and digestive problems that start happening and you got to kind of walk through that. And so, yeah, we've got these seasons in our life that we'll have to work through and we have to push really hard and we have to go pursue this thing. But then once that, that you, you're allowed to live in that reward for a little bit, right? And so you get your black belt and it's like, all right. You know, I know what the next step is, but for a moment, I'm just going to, I'm going to just revel in the fact and, and, and be, be happy where, where I'm at for a minute. And then, and then you move on and you, you pursue the next thing. And so, anyway, I'm not trying to convince anybody to run 100 miles. If you want to, I've got a guy; um, he can he can talk to you about it. But uh, yeah, um, I'm not I'm not running 100 miles anytime soon.
2: I'm gonna run 100 miles, but it's gonna be over like a year, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe mile yeah. or two every once in a while on the on the tread. Yeah, like, like a mile a day. Like when to have to when I have to shop at Walmart. It's a good
0: you yeah. know, mile or so through the through the aisles. <laughs> Count those steps. Yeah, yeah. counting the steps.
2: And so as we're
1: as we're drawn to an end here, uh, Preston. You Know there were so many things we could have talked about, and we, we alluded to them at the beginning. You do have a, a podcast out there. How do people find that?
2: Yeah, so right now, uh, my podcast you can find it on uh, skullringer.com, and uh, it's also on Facebook, skull, the com. Okay, and uh, but we are going to revamp it, and um, we're going to be uh, switching to the Jiu Jitsu Jedi. Ooh, all so right. it's a little more descriptive of what you're likely going to encounter as far as topics. And yeah. uh, you know, Skull Ringer is pretty vague. But uh, for now, you can find our old episodes uh, on the SkullRinger.com. And then uh, we'll be coming out with the jiu Jedi.com. We already got it from GoDaddy. So it's ours. So. Cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was available. It is
0: available. Oh, awesome.
1: All right. And so so definitely. W- and you can check the link um, down in the show notes as well. well. We'll put all these links in there to, to find whatever you might be looking for. So um, podcast. The other thing was I've seen you at Empty Mike um, a couple times. Oh yeah, right. And oh, so cool. I so knew you either. you have the, like the music thing going on too. Is that something somebody can check out, or they're just gonna have to show up on a Tuesday at Empty Pints to to hear you playing?
2: You know, so um I, I play in a rock cover band uh called Haywire, and you know we play you know. You know, some of the local bars and stuff here in town, Uh, but generally we're going to be empty, empty pints uh, Tuesdays for sure uh, here with Joe and we've been pretty consistent with that and uh, it's been a great time. So please come out and hang out with us and have a drink. All right. And then, and then
1: of course, like the main thing we talked about is uh, we got to get people to the mall, right? Are you looking? Absolutely. You you had a magic wand. Okay. Let's say you have a magic wand. What does this Brazilian Jiu Jitsu look like in your life um, five years from now?
2: So, um, I would like to get a bigger location, uh, either inside the mall or possibly build my own. That's kind of the about five ish year goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, because I I feel like you know I'm not going anywhere. I've been teaching in Great Falls for ten years. Uh, I've had my own place for you know seven years now. And, uh, I just want to keep going. And and I, and I really appreciate being in this town too, because, you know, there was some tough times with COVID and stuff and, you know, there was fundraisers and different businesses kind of came together to help me. And then individually, people didn't cancel and, and help me out. It was just unbelievable. And, um, it really motivated me to keep pushing and like, we're bigger and better off now than we were before COVID, you know, thanks to everybody here in town. And, you know, everybody saw the vision and wanted to train after this was all over. And, you know, I just, I owe it to everybody now to just keep pushing and making it better for everybody. So.
1: And so, so what is their best way to contact you for that?
2: So you can go to uh, my website, uh, greatfallsbjj.com, just like Great Falls Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So uh, if you type that in, it'll work too. So, but greatfallsbjj.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, uh, greatfallsbjj. Okay,
1: excellent. And we, we try to guide people to Instagram. That's kind of where we're at, but we, we're working we're in talks about a Facebook page for the podcast, but um, We're in talks. Right, right now we just got the Instagram handle. And so, yeah, we try to push people there. So great. I calls, that. BJJ on Instagram. Give them a follow. Uh, you, do you guys do stories every once in a while? Yeah, we do stories,
2: there? posts, everything. Um, yeah, and we're we're in cahoots, pretty good with uh, BGJ Wiki and a couple other pages, and we do a uh, another page called Here for the Chokes, and uh, uh, my admin does that, and you know we do like jujitsu memes and stuff, and they get shared quite a bit. And oh, uh, sweet, it's a lot of fun, but cool, awesome, awesome. And so I know, I know um,
1: that there's somebody listening that's like, mm-hmm. man, I've really enjoyed you know listening to Preston. I think. You know, you can get over some of that. I, I think of the initial of wanting to sign up for something like this. There's a there's some fear of not knowing sure. and not seeing people, and so hopefully for for somebody out there that wants to build their confidence and wants to be able to defend themselves, which is the the cliche thing to do, but I think you're going to gain so many more rewards from from taking part in in these classes and training, and uh, and now they've heard your voice okay. and they can say, all right, th- this is a, this is a normal guy, he right? Seems and friendly, I would like. Right? I, I, li- I like his his philosophy on life and when you can know that it makes it way easier to say okay yes. i'm gonna i'm gonna come sign up and and so what does that look like do you like do a free trial or you know how yeah. does somebody sign up
2: so we're really family oriented too and you know if, if you've only ever seen blood sport as your martial art experience i understand yeah. your your um, hesitancy to come in but uh we're really family oriented you know we we kind of we train like the pros without the blows kind of thing and gotcha uh, we really want to you know our goal is to help our partner be successful right that's kind of our big philosophy so um you know come into a free class kids get a free week okay and, uh, we start teaching kids at age three. Oh, and, goodness um, and if you think you're too old too out of shape whatever you're not we literally have 50 60 year old women six year old men seven year old men in our class um and that for years now even so like right there's uh you know there's nothing holding you back whatever body type you are however old you are it doesn't matter you can you can come in and you you'll be able to do jiu-jitsu i promise you
1: fantastic cool Joe, is there anything else that we're forgetting? Nothing's coming to mind. All right. Well, um, is there anything that you want to make sure that that you get out there that we kind of missed, Preston?
2: Oh, well, just thanks for having me on. Really appreciate talking to you guys. This is a lot of fun. This is our pleasure. And uh, I'm, once I get the jiu Jedi rolling again, I'd love to have you guys and... Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I have a fun little Star Wars man cave kind of thing set up. You guys would probably dig it. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, maybe we should have John on the show, too. I would love that. We could
0: have four. uh, We got room for another.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm seeing the channel right now. (laughs) We got got room
0: for another because I was just thinking that just this morning. I was like, man, we should invite it on John, too, because he's the co-host of that podcast. But next time, because he also does jujitsu and he works with you. Right. So I thought, man, that could be a really cool. Right I mean, for people talking, I mean that could I mean it's, it's it could work we can do we it. we haven't talk. done it, but it's been done before people people can talk, I think we can oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think we can, get we it can down. figure it out
1: all right well all all of you out there, we appreciate you listening, and as always, uh, give us a follow on instagram, get after it underscore podcast is our is our handle. We're working on getting some more content up there, but come join, give us a like. Find us on Apple iTunes if you really want to help us out and give us a review. Uh, if it's going to be less than five stars, just don't do anything. Go get yourself an ice cream. Just keep it to yourself. Yep. Yeah, but you, it's pretty simple to click that five stars. Uh, and then if you, if you write a review, that helps out a lot. But Rocky Road, if you're not going to do either of those things, get yourself food. some ice cream on you. Chill out. <laughs> not on you but it just we're not going to pay for the ice cream that's what I was trying to say oh yeah get uh, ice cream on you on not me. on me not on not us, on us. Yeah, we're not going to yes. do that
0: unless there's like a contest but we're no. <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> we doing that either okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's not let's not take it off the table right now
1: <laughs> but you can also find Joe at Joe Ryan Acoustic on Instagram and uh, you can find myself at Brian Gus one word Brian Gus on That's right. Instagram, And my my name is spelled weird. I've never talked about that. B R Y O N. Bryon. Bryon. Byron with an O but not Brian. but but not. Yeah, it's That's and cool. I get called Byron all Byron. the time. All Byron. the time. But it's the R is before the Y. Brian. Bryon. Bryon. No. You're not
0: Brian. No. No.
1: no. no. <laughs> There's a Brian Regan whole thing where he talks about Different really? spellings of Brian, and, oh. and he's like Brian, and that's that's kind of me, Brian. The phonetic spelling of Brian is kind of how I feel. But I didn't get to choose it. I didn't get to choose it. And now I'm stuck with it, and I've just got to try to it's, it's, I got to try to live with it. You know.
0: What's weird is we both changed our, our last name and forgot to like change our middle or first name to something <laughs> like awesome, like Jackhammer right, or right. the s- stealth. Or well, something. and I didn't.
1: I didn't. I don't know if stealth you Brian. you changed your last name. I didn't change mine. It was changed before I was even
0: one. Oh, so, so it was King, and then they changed it. To they they changed it. Yeah, we learned that we had the same last name wow. when we were kids. Yeah, that's we were, trippy. We both, yeah, we got to find out if we're related. Yeah, now if
2: if I find out we had the same last name, that would be trippy. Was your last name King when you were a little kid? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, we're gonna look okay. into your wreck We're gonna call your mom. <laughs> I think I think just
1: just everybody that comes on the show, we're just gonna have to have a twenty three and me, and we'll secret. all know the you know prereq. how we're
0: related. That's the joke that everyone's going to have about uh, Montana podcasts. (laughs) They're all related. (laughs) (laughs) They're all last
2: name king. (laughs) Okay, Okay. well, that's it.
1: That's it. That's what we got. We appreciate you all. Thank you for Lucky Number Episode 7, and we will
0: see you on Thursday. I've I've been Joe. This has been Brian, and that's Preston over there. We'll see you next time. Just let that, let that beat get into you. Rattle around in your rib cage. And after seven episodes, it's become addictive, hasn't it? Yeah, man. I want to go get some kimchi and some ribs. Practice some jiu-jitsu or something.